Hey, and welcome to another round of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, with me this week is Blake. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I'm a little upset. Jim's not here, mate. Uh, this is uh, two episodes in a row. He's, don't know what his excuses or anything. Fairly good excuse. Just got married on the weekend. Ah. Yeah, married on the weekend. I, I feel like this is, uh, sh- he needs to show greater levels of commitment, don't you think? To the podcast, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I understand he tried to swing it, but I think he's on a flight to the Maldives, Maldives, Dives or Dives? Uh, Maldives, I think. Dives. All right, there you go. Uh, um, But talking about, obviously, it's a great weekend, and um, it was also a good weekend for the rugby, um, because obviously a few of the Aussie teams did get up this weekend, which was obviously good. Um, And I think it would be... We're not going to go through each of the games. Richard, Richard, I'm going to stop you there. I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Is my first um, round of not getting to catch the games because mm. wedding, wedding duties. Um, so I caught the highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a decent weekend for Australian rugby. The Reds uh, got it done at home against, well, that they were away, but yeah. Moana were at home for the first time ever. Mm. Um, and they looked good. They put on 40 points. I caught the highlights of that one, James O'Connor looked good at 12. I've actually always thought it's it's too late now in his career to reinvent himself again. Mm. But I've since day dot, I thought that was his position, a Matt Giddo-esque 12 who can run and pass. Mm. I think at 10, he doesn't have the textbook skills. Mm. Um, it doesn't quite have the pace from 13 out. No, I think if he was quicker, yeah, then he'd be a, a you know quintessential fifteen. But he's not. He's not quick enough. You know, maybe he was pre-injury or at the beginning. You know, circa early two thousand and tens, whatever it was, when he first burst onto the I'm scene. Not but that trust him with the high ball either. No. Um, so I love him at twelve and um, look good. I mean, how how much can you read into that? Yeah, I think the, the, if you talk about not only he looked good, but Vunavala looked good. You know, suddenly he looks like a world beater, and that's why we got to uh, take it with a bit of a, a pinch of salt. The game, and it was amazing that it was first time ever that it was in in Appia, and um, and you could you know eulogise about all the amazing things that that happened in the game and the re, the result. But you got to say, disappointed the Reds didn't come away with a bonus point. That try in the last uh, last stanza, last couple of minutes by uh, Pacifica took a little bit of the gloss off it. Um, One of my problems with the comp, though, is that everyone gets a start for the finals. Mm. You'd be more desperate for that bonus point if it was top four. Mm. But the fact that it's like, ah, yep, all the Kiwi teams and whoever else wants to have a go, jump into the finals. Um, Yeah, weakens that stuff for me a bit. Um, Mm. I didn't, didn't, first prime this game, I reckon I've missed ever, Richard. Uh, But looks we've got it done against the Drua, able to rest a couple of players. Um, and get it, get the job done. The big takeaway from me is how long till O'Donnell's playing for Ireland? Um, I think it's next week. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> we'll get playing a test. for Ireland think real we'll soon. Get a test sorted. Uh, yeah, the, the, look, the Drua had uh, had a lot of the ball in this game. You know, um, both possession and, and a bit of territory as well, more than uh, than uh, the Brums. But again, structures, processes. Uh, the Brumbies, um, you know, came away with with the victory, which was which was really good and. You know, you can't really criticise them. They're, they're they're progressing as well as they can do, and, and a number of players, you know, continue to impress. Whether that's Valentini or Ikatau or you know Sama, who's obviously you know injured now, and I miss the Wallaby squad or the Wallaby camp, should I say, uh, with concussion. But a number of real positives that they just just get it done um, and go back to their uh, go back to their usual routine. And 
what was not unusual for me was how good the Chiefs were. You know, continuing at the top of the comp this year and, and flying. But They've beaten every single Kiwi side. They really have. But, and there were, there's a number of people talking about, is uh, Damian McKenzie, you know, putting pressure? You know, is he going to be the uh, the All Black 10? Um, for me, I'm still going to say no. I think he, look, he looks at, uh, exceptional in super rugby um, with that extra space, that fast-flowing play. Uh, but just think when the game slows down at Test Match Rugby, um, I think uh, it would be... A poor decision to go away from from Richie Mwanga, um, or even Bowden Barrett. But you know what? I've been proved many wrong many times, and it was it was a great game. I, I didn't get to catch it, obviously. But the interesting one for me is with the Chiefs knocking over all the Kiwi sides. Mm. Um, clearly, the teams that beat the red hot favourites right now. How many of them push for All Black selection? Um, because they don't have the Crusaders' names, the Hurricanes' names, or the Blues All Black names. Mm. Obviously their their whole back row will be close. Um Retallic is a no brainer. Oh, Jim said a message and he said no. He yeah. wants him out, yeah, I, know. I know. I mean Weber will be thereabouts, but you can't imagine he'll be No, I don't think Weber will get in it actually, even as a third choice. I don't think he'll get in there. Um and then Stevenson is the the out and out bolter in terms of best player of the whole Super Rugby comp. Yeah, he's I've been seen so far. But I don't know if he gets a spot either. No, I think he does. I think he's too good. I think he covers that that complete back row. I think he's been he's been electric. I think he brings something different. And I think that combination potentially with McKenzie as well, I think it'd be a, a poor decision not to pick him really. But the Chiefs have, have, have really been a surprise. And the question I want to ask you, not necessarily about the All Blacks, is how does this make Warren Gatlin look at this moment in time? You know, uh, what the how poor they were and there was not that big a difference between the, the, the cattle or the players this year as in previous years when Warren had a bit of a mare. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you could say in his defence is it seems like the other All Black teams aren't firing yet. It seems like they're waiting for the World Cup. So you're Cup, defending they? the coach of Wales, yes? No, no, no. He's a bum. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, the thing with Gatlin is it just looks like he's playing rugby from eight years ago. Mm. He's He would win the 2013 World Cup. Mm. That wasn't a World Cup. 2011, there you go. Let's yeah, go back all the way back to 12 years. I feel like that style of rugby, the up and under, your big centre, mm. um, it's, it's evolved. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't think Gatlin, yeah, he, he didn't do much at the Chiefs, did he? No. And I think, look, I'm super excited for a, f- a few rounds time because in round 10, um, the Chiefs do play the Crusaders at home in Waikato, so that, that's that's that'll be an awesome game. And by then, the Crusaders hopefully will be will starting have the, to, yeah. to to obviously build for the for the next few rounds. Uh, Tars force really quickly, and again, I'm not going to lie, I didn't catch it, but the the feeling, the the bits I did see, it looked like Parisa has finally arrived this season, and I'm actually really excited. I think you could tell. Unfortunately, has a concussion. just had a newborn, but it means Parisa has got to come into the Wallaby squad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a bloke. I would like in the Wallaby World Cup squad. Mm. I think he's a game changer. Uh, we haven't seen it this year. He's even said it himself. He's down on form. Um, but he looked like he had an absolute belter. And it looks to me like the Tars are working their way into this season and may be the beneficiaries of, fuck it, everyone makes the finals. Mm. Um, they seem like they're they're building into it. I still have questions about, can their tight five get it done against a, a class side? Um, when you look at Holloway and Hannigan, both class players, right? Both definitely deserve to be internationals. Both are sixes. Mm. My my issue is also not only that, is um, 
this game could have been so different. You know, in the first, I want to say minute, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, Swinton absolutely takes out their guy, concusses the guy, um, the inside centre, I think it was, or the 10. This game could have been so different. Would have been that different. He, he would have been... He was on a. He was obviously given a mandate by someone to go and be the enforcer to try and get up and amongst. He got that mandate, but he's about three years old and he's run with it. Ever That's since. true, um, but he, he's just a penalty machine, um, and just. I just think there's a, there's a better. I, I just don't know how he's going to. You know, got into the Wallabies camp. I don't know what. It's going to make him change because we love that aggression. Someone needs to be in there, but he just needs to have it in that more controlled fashion. Because this game, yeah, you would have think the Tars were always going to win, but not by the 20 points that it was. Um, so Swinton needs to sort himself out. But I would agree wholeheartedly with the Parise was was exceptional. And the game turns on a few moments that, you know, Gordon's try at the end of the first half, you know, blocked a kick and scored in the corner. Um, it just turned on a few things. But the, the Waratahs were better in, overall. I know the the uh, the force had a bit more possession but the tars were the better team you know and it's a big game for them because they were below the force before this game so um and they're away at the blues next week which you would expect them to lose so it was a it was, a, it was a important game for the tars coming off a bye week my, my comment on swinton is swinton's gonna swing hmm. you know he's either wearing the hive is because he's injured or suspended or he's out there <laughs> knocking blokes in the head it is what it is uh what bothers me though it's just the my fundamental issue with cards is that that gets missed that that's a that's that's a red that's an old school red that one right mm. that gets missed yet they'll play 45 replays when there's a home producer of an accidental head knock mm. and that changes the game but this one doesn't. Mm. That it's that's my problem with how powerful or significant they are. That, 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 well, it's not if they're that. ever missed it makes all of those incidental head knocks it makes me more angry. Mm. It, no, it, it not only, only inflames my anger. Not only the cards, but also the, the influence of the TMO, as you've just said. It's the TMO specifically. You know, how many phases you go back, what you see, how much power he or she has is is incredible. Or really. the producer, what are they going to put on the TV? Yeah, absolutely. What, what are they going to put up there? Now, Richard, all of that said, and we can talk about the Super W as well as a, a really close game, New South Wales and Queensland. Yeah, one by a point. Great game it was. But I... I I've been I've been trying all season to be optimistic on this podcast because we're a rugby podcast that rugby fans listen to, and it is an exciting decade. We've got private equity, we've got the Lions, we've got the World Cup. Eddie Jones coming back. We had Hamish. You just answered your own in question in this studio talking us up about the next decade of Australian rugby, and I drunk the Kool Aid, and I still do. I'm still when we talk about Eddie and we talk about the squad, I will still be excited, but I I can't pretend. Anything about the rugby on the TV right now is exciting. That's just outrageous. And it sounds depressing and it sounds a little bit grim, but I'm just going to be honest with you that that right now I've seen this script, mate. The Wallaby, all the Australian teams suck. They suck. No, 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 no. They're better than last year. Okay, they're better. Tars are building. Rebels are showing fight. Force... They're showing more fight than last year. You do realise you're giving both sides of the argument right now? Sure, and I'm, and I'm willing to give a little bit of both. But I, I, I'm just going to acknowledge I think there's improvement there. But I still at no stage think we can win the comp. I don't think there's a chance. I think the Brumbies will make a semi and lose it. That's that's what will happen. Um, no Australian team can win the comp. I don't believe it for a second. As soon as an Australian team is away in New Zealand, I expect them to lose. Um, I just, none of it's 
grabbing me. None of it's gripping me. There's good games and I can immerse myself in the game, but the, the competition right now and the, the caliber of rugby the Australian teams are playing, it's shithouse, mate. There, there are club rugby players running around for a whole host of these teams and they're shit. They're playing shit. It's boring. If you leave the, the Twitter sphere of rugby or the rugby podcast world where we talk about rugby, talk to the punter on the street, no one's fucking watching it. Yeah, but I think you seem to remember, as you mentioned, Hamish was in this studio talking to us and we asked him about how he wants to grow the game. And he said, we need to not worry about growing the game to the people that don't care. He mentioned the fact that we need to get back to the core principles of getting the buy-in from people in the rugby sphere. In how many the games have you been in, Richard? Why is there no one there? Uh, I've been to a game, mate. Yeah, I think you were there, sat next to me. <laughs> the yeah? first game you in were... the comp when we're all up and about, and then we were like, oh, same old shit. Um, but you see, I've been tuned in on the, yeah, at home watching with the great coverage that Stan provide, being able to switch between games and watch multiple platforms. But I think the thing is you're being a bit harsh. Like oh, you may have been out from the uh, the games, but when you switch back on and you see your your favourite uh, Brumbies, you know, who are up in second place in the competition, and you never know, they'd, if they finish second, they're going to play the first round of the have a semi-final at home. And they'll lose to the Kiwi side. You reckon they'll still lose at home? Uh, look, they might be the Kiwi side at home. The Brumbies are something And then they'll be, get to a final. Brumbies are something to be excited, and then they'll lose that. You don't, wow. think, you don't wow. think an Australian team's do you know winning what? this comp, do you? Do, do you know what happened at that wedding, man? Do you need to have a chat <laughs> off air about it? Good. I, I'm just, I, I guess I'm. it's the midway point of the season, and, and I wanted to be sat here pumped. But like you should a, be an Aussie team like, at the top of the You talk about the fact that there's so many players out there who are club rugby players. If you then, for argument's sake, reduce the number of teams and you reduce the number of players, then you wouldn't have 60 players who are potentially in a, on a Wallaby squad or have been in a Wallaby squad, 60, 70 players. The depth of depth of player around as Australia surely is as big as it ever has been, no? Yeah, but they suck. <laughs> like, if you look, Dave Rennie played 44 players... Uh, Eddie's invited and it's seven on top of that. Yeah. You know, we're talking 55 blokes in the last 20 months. Can I ask you a question? What do you, when, when I say the word to you, Max Jorgensen, what do you think? Exciting. Yeah. What? Pumped. Wish he was in a good setup. Yeah. Is he, why is he not in a good setup? Wish he was at the Brumbies right now and we got to see. But isn't he him. flourishing right now in the product that he, then in the team that it is at the moment? Uh, yeah. Because if he was at the Brumbies, he probably wouldn't get picked. Well, he definitely would. <laughs> He definitely would, Richard. I'm not worried about that. Um, what would you oh, say about uh, Joseph Suwalihi? Fantastic. Really excited. So there's lots of, there are there, things. There are. And I'm, uh, mate, I'm a diehard rugby fan. I won't miss a minute next week. Yeah. And I cannot, when we talk about the Wallaby squad, I'm excited. You yeah. you, you sift that down to 30 blokes, I'm pumped again. Yeah, okay. okay? There, there, I, there's enough to be excited about there. All I'm saying is you're kidding yourself mm -hmm. if you, you are excited Okay, go one, more, one more for you. What, what, do you. what do you think about Ted Harding? Oh, shit. Um, all right. Exactly. Uh, now, Richard, don't lie to me, buddy. You're not <laughs> rushing home on a Friday to catch the Kiwi Derby at 5.30. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I have a child that's <laughs> um, uh, making her dinner at that moment in time. I, but the highlights and product of the highlights are very good. Uh, you're right. The Kiwi game is hard to be able to watch. And I think it comes back to I – and I, I look forward to watching um, Kiwi, uh, Aussie derbies, you know, uh, because – to go to your point slightly, um, they're the ones that are in competitive. competitive. They're the ones where you can't really lose to a you obviously can't lose to a Kiwi team, but an Aussie team wins. So you, you've got to, and I'm not tribalistic enough. I want the Tars to win, and if they win, they're great. But it's not like I hate the Brumbies or the Reds or everyone else. So they're the games you look forward to. And you remember back to Super Rugby Australia, that was the when when we loved it the most because every game mattered. I tell you what, 
I'm not calling for that. I was all for this and blah, blah, blah. But there was something about that. Mm. Like I genuinely started to hate the Reds. Mm. Now I'm rooting for them every week because mm. I want Australian rugby to be better. Mm. But it was kind of nice being tribalistic. Mm. Like I distinctly oh, remember absolutely. disliking the Reds. Mm. Now I quite like them. Um, I, there's something lost there, but I think it's because we're so shit. I'll take us just being competitive. Mm. Like I'm punting Richard on the line. Like the force in New Zealand, I'm like, oh, great. If they lose by less than 24 and then I'm watching it being like, come on, don't lose by more than 24. <laughs> and that's a little bit exciting. But when I step back for a minute and I think that's really the product. Yeah. What are you like really six losing? Six or seven English blokes playing for the force. Are you supporting the English? Watching us lose by less than 24 is a great day at the office. <laughs> and you're loving Henry Slade, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I'm just finding it. Um, the midpoint of the season, I'm sure I'll finals, I'll be back up and about and hopefully teams start hitting their strides. Mm. Um, but I'm just finding it's not for me an appealing product right now. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing. When you break it down into those individuals, we can talk about positives. And, and in that rugby circle, I get excited again. Yeah. You talk to me about Harry Wilson. I'm excited again. You talk to me about James O'Connor finding some form. I'm excited again because I love rugby and Australian rugby. You talk to me about, am I excited about next week's games? Mm -hmm. Eh. Well, it depends how much money you put on it. Uh, um, but to get your point there, the individuals that we get excited about because there's the growth, there's the opportunity, you buy into those players. It's still the product and it's that mid-season lull. It's you, the mid-season lull. You know what's kind of going to happen. You know, if you were to go onto Sportsbet next week and look at the games and say, look, you know, it's Chiefs Drew, you could probably, the Chiefs are going to win that. Rebels Crusaders, Crusaders should win that. Blues Tars, Blues should win that. Force Highlanders, Highlanders will probably win that. Yeah, and who gives a fuck? They're both at the bottom of the table Anyway. Yeah, so it's it becomes a bit predictable. I get it, and the the um, you know the 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 chasm between the top and the bottom is, it seems to be getting wider. Exactly, um, and I think I, I think that. that's what's getting me. And then when when but, we get two close Aussie teams, yes. oh, this will be good. And I saw as the league commentator took the piss. Oh, this will be exciting. Eleventh place versus twelfth place, force versus stars. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where we are. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and and I was even thinking if you do the power rankings, like if you look at the ladder. Chiefs at the top, yep, definitely. Brumbies too, fantastic. Good on up the ponies. I reckon the points difference is a better indicator. Hurricanes are two. Nah, Fit Crusaders are three. You reckon the Canes and the Saders are both better than the Brumbies? Yeah, I do. Mm. They play on a neutral field. I, I genuinely do. All right, I have Brumbies Where would at be four. neutral? Just the, in the middle of the Tasman? Yeah, but <laughs> Tasmania. <laughs> it's cold. It's miserable. Um, then, okay, so I've got Chiefs 1, Canes 2, Crusaders 3, Brummies 4. In terms of realistically, who do I think mm. could win the comp? I've got Blues 5. I could almost at a pinch have them at 4. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I totally hear what, but this is no different to previous years. I know. But I think that's why you great. should focus on the positives. The, the thing what you said before was... And I the... will next week, Richard. <laughs> You'll have me back. I'm fairly hung this week. Uh, <laughs> You'll have me back next week. Okay. Up and about. Um, you know, oh, the Rebels only lost by 18. They f played really well from the 30th minute to the 38th minute. See how good Carter Gordon's flick pass was? I'll be excited again. But I, it's hard to overlook the second half where they concede 50. Oh. But I will get around it. All right. You said something that does excite you is the fact is the Wallaby camp and that's coming up. And we do need to make reference to the fact that there were some changes this week. Obviously, a few players got injured and we don't want to see injuries. And there was a huge number of concussions and we hope everyone's okay. But surely you must be up and about Harry Wilson getting a call up into that squad. Him and Parise. 
Mm-hmm. Um, to me, they, they, they should be there on that plane to the World Cup, and I'm really excited that they're in there to meet Eddie. One thing I love um, about the squad and their first day with Eddie is he's just such a character. Like, he has people on the street hmm. talking. Like, I was chatting at people at Jim's wedding about Eddie Jones. Wasn't happening with Dave Rennie, I can assure you. So you left the bubble, the rugby public. Well, and people rugby. care about Eddie. Like, yeah, there, there's a buzz yeah. there. There's a real buzz. And what, one thing I liked is, you know, all the players were nervous. Is he going to play mind games? Apparently, it was all pretty vanilla. But what I really liked is that they were training not in some bullshit, expensive, new wallaby kit. They had, it was just odds and ends. It wasn't even the club kit. So it was literally like I got the vibe that Eddie said, all right, on the field. And they were waiting for like to get the kit or they were waiting. And I was like, no, no, if you didn't pack it, get on the fucking field. Some of them had T-shirts. Tuba had a league jersey on. <laughs> like I really liked that it was just vintage. That's how I read it. I don't know if there's something else that happened. You do. But it read to me, Eddie was like, well, that's what you bought to a fucking wallaby camp. Get on the field. Do you know what? The fact that it was uh, so vanilla, it makes them even more scared. When's he going to do it? <laughs> what point? Is it going to be in the middle of the night? Is it going to be early in the morning? When's it going to happen? Oh, It'll happen. <laughs> um, so I loved it. I, I, the squad, yeah, it excites me. Mm. Um, I think there are 30 to 40 genuine good players in Australian mm-hmm. rugby. I think when you scatter them out across five teams plus internationals plus 10 injuries, our super rugby teams are a bit poor. Mm. Um, but the Wallaby squad is genuinely exciting. There is something magical about Eddie. Um, I, I, all of that, mate, I'm still on. You've still got me entirely hooked. Uh, I'm really excited. I don't know how much he'd get out of a squad like this, but I think a great opportunity for him to meet the players because it's obviously going to be a fairly big contextual and cultural Mm. shift. I think it's one of those things with the camp where you're not going to add much value to your stock, but you can remove a shitload of it if you do all the wrong things and if you don't actually meet Eddie's standards. Yeah, and I think even that seems to be the messaging from Eddie, which is Wallabies are winning at 38%. Half the super rugby teams are on the bottom half of the table. It's not good enough. Hmm. I think them hearing that from him, that, hey, you won't be here next time if your teams are still sat there, is kind of, I don't know, it might work. It might be the kick in the ass they need. Maybe there's a bit too much kindness. I don't know. That's my optimistic Eddie excitement, my Eddie concern. And I don't know, fire at England and all the Bob Dwyer stuff. Hmm. It's like, come on, mate. Yeah, I think he will get a he'll get an early kick. So it's the in the rugby championship you will see a, you'll see an immediate impact. It's just ten games into his tenure, will you still see the impact? We'll have to wait and see. I hope not personally, but we'll wait and see. At this point, is there anyone that you feel like has now should have been there and hasn't been? This uh, been so tight. No. It goes back to my point that we spoke about the other day. I think he's made it clear the type of game he wants to play. And Tate is a very good player and he has many strengths, but he just he's not going to fit the mould that Eddie wants to do. Uh, yeah, to, look, to Tate's do. in my team, but I think it's, it's, it's crystal clear that Eddie Jones does not want a running nine. Yeah. Um, he's never picked one. He's gone for the blokes with the best pass mm-hmm. and the best box kick. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want a running nine, you're at Gordon and Tate. Yeah. Just to add another Wallaroto in there, Peach has had a good uh, good season. He's not going to be a Wallaby or anything, but just want to say. Yeah, really exciting. Season. I can't wait to turn on this weekend and watch Peach. <laughs> <laughs> Again, in the rugby bubble, I actually am excited, and I think he's having a cracking two seasons out you know of what? the rugby bubble. Who gives a fuck? Do you know what? We need to get you some supplementation. We need to get you some uh, something to perk you up to try and improve your nutrition. 
and, and intake and your recovery. That that might cheer me up, Richard. Mm. I'm just trying to bring some cynicism in light of Jim not being here. Oh, that's that's very good. I like yeah, that play. So that was someone's good. Gotta, that was someone's got to deliver the cynicism. Talk about that. Did you... Um, did he tell you that he was going to record the, a song on Upon His Return? Because he's going to have time to be able to pen one. Yeah. Yeah, he's penning it as we speak. All right. Okay. That's nice. Because it will be large, large be time really on the plane. All right. Do you want to um, – I hate to say this because I just don't want to get yelled at by you, but do you want to project to next week's games? Like, I thought you covered fish- it, mate. I thought you nailed it. Yeah, I, thought, I thought I did, but I just wanted to check, you know. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. All right. I do want to finish on the positive note. You mentioned it very briefly, but again, another great round with the Super Super W. And I think we need to pay real props to the uh, to the, the Waratahs women. You know, they, they played at Concord Oval, you know, uh, 31-30. Um, I think that's probably going to be a, a you know the uh, a precursor to the final. You know these have been the two best teams, uh, and a, and a really good game of rugby to at the same time. So, um, you know they to beat the Drua last week and to to beat the Reds this week. Um, you know kudos to them. Um, obviously the fact that they've both been at home for both of those games, um, uh, it will get tougher in future weeks, but. You know, um, got to look at the positives, which you've done all podcasts. I so. have done all podcasts. On that, um, just how good are those fans getting into those games? Mm. It looks like the crowd's building, um, and we need that. And I love the fact it was actually it was free to go to Concord over this week. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, in round five, if you're down at Amy Park with for the the Rebels versus the Tars, or down at you know for the Force Brumbies, get down there because the product is growing. You know, and it's uh, something that we need to get involved with. And the fact that we've got the World Cup coming in a um, um, at some point, uh, you know, we've just had the World Cup and we've got the next one coming up, you know, it will hopefully go from strength to strength. Uh, we did have one question on Twitter, Richard, that I thought I'd throw you away. Question for the potty from Bob. Uh, Bob said, he doesn't sound real, uh, but Bob said, question for the potty, does Rugby Australia have a biff with the force or want them to fail again? Three-match tour to New Zealand, followed by a bye, then an away game to New South Wales, six weeks between home games, are there any fans left? Only uh, one player announced in the Wallaby squad. That's a very loaded question because the easy answer is yes, absolutely. But there's no evidence to support that theory. I feel bad for the force because he's absolutely right. There's no, there is no sense of continuity. It's not like you and and the Tars had it to a much lesser extent. You know, obviously having the first game of the season against the Brumbies and then being away for a long period of time. I think with the idea with the force but, was to make it easier. So, so then they, they can have back yes, and, forth, back and, and then forth, when they forth. get to that, then they can have a whole string of games to build it. But it's just too long between drinks. That's the problem. Yeah, I've found the whole formatting mental like here we are is uh in new south wales i was genuinely keen we went out to the first game mm. lost you know play the top of the table brumbies um we've had two home games since then it's a long season to only have three i think they yeah. played the what the chiefs and someone else yeah and they played obviously the force so they were the three and they've won one like you're you're yeah. a you're a tars mm. fan you've you've seen them win once at home and we're past the halfway point of the season. It's fucking green. Yeah, but that's how it depends on how you want to actually brand it. They've once one at home, that suggests multiple games, whereas actually it's only one out one out of But that's what I'm saying, the whole yeah. formatting. No, like, I how agree are we with this that. far into the comp yeah, and they've I agree had three with home games? Yeah. Um And they've only got, I think, two two left, I think. There's just not enough yeah. footy. No, no, I, I well, not enough home footy. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. I like agree. It, it's it's really hard to get it. A buzz. Well, Fuck off me, miserable, haven't I? Well, 
I didn't want to say it, you know, <laughs> missed you, buddy. Yeah, you know, um, love the role you're playing of Jim. And... Don't worry, Richard. I'll be back next week. I'll be up and about. Australian teams will win on the weekend and all. Uh... No, they probably won't. No, but I will be, they will lose by less than the line <laughs> and that will excite me. Absolutely. And some individuals will so show some promise. All right. Thanks guys. And uh, let's all hope Blake's happier next week. All right. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Thanks for tuning in.